0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got?
1: All right, guys. I'm going to try to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How's your mouth
0: going? Uh, for those that don't know, she uh, ate one of those Howlin' Ray's super-duper hot sandwiches left over from Travis and Sleewood today, and it's not, uh, you know, it didn't go so well. I guess. She
2: can't handle it. How about me or you, George?
1: My goodness.
0: Laura. No, no yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I've um... had a bite of that before, and it, yeah, it, it's, it put me out for like an hour.
1: It's uh it's uh it's crazy. My mouth is yeah. burning. So I'm going to try to do this as a hopefully it sounds good. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It sounds great. Okay, though. thank you. So we all know Las Vegas is known for having great residencies from J-Lo to Britney Spears to Celine Dion, just to name a few. But there's another city that's getting a cool AF to quote uh Kaplan residency and it's mana mana is gonna be a have a residency at the forum in inglewood starting next year so wow i I didn't realize
0: they do uh, residencies at uh, at they don't it's the first one there's the first one yeah it's the
1: first one so the drummer alex gonzalez said la is like our second home after guadalajara and it's basically where our career started when the whole rock and espanol movement took off Our first show was at the Hollywood Palladium back in 1993 when we were touring with "Donde Jugaran los Niños," and from there it exploded and it took off. So that's super cool. Maná is one of um, that broke the record for the Forum with seven concerts uh, in 2019, beating Kanye West and the Eagles. So the residency will begin next year. Okay, the first date, right? Yes, March 18th and 19th. But they are there in
0: concert now, right? Like this next week.
1: They were already in concert, and I believe they are because I'm back. looking at
0: it here. It says uh, Wednesday. Hold on, hold on. Um, oh no, I think that that's another. Lo- that's another. Location, yeah, because they
1: they were in concert at the forum, yeah. and then they announced a residency after that so if you guys oh, no, they're want... in
0: houston right now that's what it is yeah so but they will be they right play? march 18th i'm looking at it march here. 18th
1: yeah. 19th and then again april 22nd and 23rd so four yeah. dates and if you guys want tickets for the residency that will start next year they will go on sale on friday via Ticketmaster.
2: yeah How do they call that a residency though like i think of that in vegas you mentioned like celine dion she's there i don't know if it's every night but she's there call it thursday through sunday right and mm-hmm. she's there every weekend in theory or share, or, you know, anybody who's considered a residency right. type performer. So these guys are playing like two nights this month, two nights
1: the next month. Why? Well, I wonder why they call that a residency. Because maybe it's more than two nights. Going back to
0: Yeah, I mean, for now, it looks like it's just the two. I would imagine they'll I think add they're they going to
1: add shows. Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. These got to sell out the first set in March and the first set in April, and then they'll they might sneak them in between. But my and nap- maybe they have other dates somewhere
1: else. My not. I mean, I've seen my Nai at the Staples Center, and they are yeah. amazing. Like if you guys, yeah, they're have, great. They're so they're great. good. They put they're on pretty such old a great now show. They're old this stage too. But you know what? Even though they are old, they still put on well, a great they still show. Rock. Yeah, yeah, they're great.
2: I think yeah. that the uh, singer from Nai, check me on this though, Laura. I think he's the guy that brought out Canelo Alvarez two weeks ago when I was in Vegas. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. There you go. Look at that. So you have a link to him.
2: Well, we're practically best friends.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: The guy from Manal or Canelo? Yeah, Yeah, me, Canelo, and the lead singer from Manal, we're all going to be hanging out together.
1: Okay, then you bring me along because they're all from Guadalajara.
2: Well, we should all go to the Los Bukis concert together.
1: Down.
0: No, that happened already, bro. Oh, all
2: right. Well, next time they come around. I'm down. Yeah.
0: All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, so I asked a very simple question, Scott, and I'd love to hear from the audience as well at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Can the Lakers win these games without LeBron? Now, they may not be many more games, right? Like, you know, they, he could be playing as soon as Friday uh, against Boston, which, look, let's face it, it's the, it's the biggest rivalry and greatest rivalry in the sport. Um, but I, I, don't, I, I thought going into this season, just hear me out on this, I felt like they were going to manage LeBron's minutes better than they had previously. And in previous years, it's not that the coaches don't try. I think a lot of it is just LeBron is stubborn about wanting to play. But I think at this stage of his life, I think he has realized, okay, I need to just make sure I'm ready for the playoffs. Whatever that entails, that's what I got to do. Stay sharp enough to be ready when it matters. At 36, going to be 37 in a little over a month, okay? So, that means that this won't be the only game this season, or these won't be the only games this season they play without LeBron. How important is it to you, okay, that they win these games without LeBron if his goal is, hey, I just want to make sure I'm ready and, and good to go during the postseason?
2: let's go back to the original question. Are they good enough without LeBron to beat good teams? My answer is unequivocally no. And it's evidenced by losses to, like, Oklahoma City twice. Now, look, they did beat Miami, okay, and I'll give them credit for that. But last night it was a competitive game, but they couldn't get it done. And we've all been talking so far today about AD's 18 points versus Giannis's 47 points. I don't believe, based on the first 16 games of the season – Based on what I've seen, uh, lack of defense, lack of team chemistry, uh, and lack of lots of other things, I just don't believe that they're going anywhere without LeBron. And what worries me is LeBron wants to hustle back for this Boston game. Dude, if he's not 100% healthy and he goes into the game at 85% and comes out at 80%, that's not good. He's got to give himself the full amount of time to get to 100% so that when he comes back, He's in play the entire season mode, not this, get nicked up with little old guy injuries along the this,
0: way. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. So, uh, yeah, listen, I, I get all that. Uh, and, and now, um, look, uh, Lindsay, you, you know you followed LeBron's career for a long time. Obviously, um, you know historically, there's only been one team that he's ever been on, which was those Heat teams that has not been below 500 when he misses games. Um, so, I I mean, this is kind of just who the teams have been around him. I mean, you saw that firsthand being a Cavs fan.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess most, like you said, all, all the other teams besides the heat that LeBron's been on, you just say, if LeBron's not playing, you just got to throw that game out. I know it's a bad way to look at it, but that's kind of how it is. They're not going to win without
2: him, Right. I mean, take your starting quarterback off the field. What is the likelihood that you're about to win this game? And that's LeBron. This is LeBron's team. He's the quarterback. It all revolves around him. And for everybody that tells me that all these games are meaningless, I disagree because LeBron's going to come back. THT just came back. Everybody's going to have to learn to play with each other and learn to be on the same page, and that could take 10, 15, 20 games. We might be talking about game 50 or 55 before we have a really decent read of what the Lakers are, assuming LeBron is back and playing consistently every night.
0: Yeah, it could be a minute. Um, and, and, and again, I wouldn't rush this, man. Like, if he's not ready to roll on Friday, don't I'm fine with that.
2: Yep, because don't I don't
0: think – you're supposed to be playing the long game here. Um, while I, I don't think they've looked good, while I think there are legitimate concerns, I think some of them are obvious, um, I, I don't think this is something you rush, especially at his age. Like, I just don't think you do that because you're putting yourself in a tough spot.
2: Let me ask you this. If LeBron was not on this team, but the roster was exactly the same as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they'd be playing a different style? Are they trying to force a style in no. waiting for LeBron to get back? No, no I okay, don't so. Think so. so okay, so, so LeBron's not on this team. They don't change their style of play.
0: I mean, no, the ball's just in Russ's hands more. Okay. And so I don't this think is who they, they
2: are. Right no. now, without LeBron, this is who this team is, 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, let's
0: go to Dresden in L.A. Dresden, what's up?
1: I just I just think the Lakers are just kind of are playing everybody right now that they could turn on the heat whenever they want. You know, it's a long season. So why 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 exert and go all out right now? You know, the main the main thing is health. If we can't stay healthy then there's there's no playoffs, there's nothing.
0: No, I, I agree with that. Like I, I don't think that now let me ask you this though, Dresden. Um like right now, they're the eighth seed. They'd be playing in the play-in tournament. Like, you don't want to be in that range. And that's the problem is you can't fall too far behind in the West because even though I think there are more championship-caliber teams, like, in the East, I don't think the East is as deep as the West. Like, I think that the teams at the top are championship-caliber. I mean, but you're telling me with this
1: roster that we have right now that this is not the best roster in the Western Conference right now. I mean, we got scores.
2: Man, wait,
0: listen. Wait, the, the what the Warriors roster? are doing right now, the right. Warriors are going to get better when Clay gets back and gets into gets up to speed, man.
1: Like they're good, but can they? They're, but can they see? But can they see us in a seven game series? Full yes. strength, hundred yes. percent ready to go.
0: Yes, yes. I mean that. Well, the only way the listen, I've said this a million times over, the Lakers will win in the playoffs based on two things: LeBron's health and Anthony Davis dominating and asserting himself if those two things are there then they can win a championship that that is always ha- has been the key for the last th- two plus seasons at this point
2: this notion of the lakers are fooling everybody
0: yeah hey, i don't buy that though.
2: we're just taking our mind. time we no, don't care if no, no, we win or lose they're not doing that we don't care what Listen, seed we I, have I, in the playoffs Scott,
0: I, I have been up close watching this team now multiple times That is not what is happening at all.
2: I agree. There's no way. I mean, you're fooling yourself as a fan if you really believe that nonsense. And Dresden, I actually can applaud somebody trying to make up a story in their head to make them feel better. I do it all the time myself in real life. But dude, when it comes to the Lakers, you're making up a story about them not caring right now. They care. They're just not playing well. They haven't figured it out yet. And you talk about the roster. Look how great this roster is. No, no, no. These guys have all been really good players in their careers. But together, right now, are they a team?
0: Let's go to Daniel in Rancho Cucamonga next. Hello, Daniel. How are you?
3: Hey guys. Yeah, as far as with Anthony Davis, like Anthony
2: Davis is not a KD, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq style. Like he's off that tier. Like Shaq took Orlando to the playoffs. LeBron took Cleveland to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. Anthony Davis did nothing before the Lakers. Didn't really go deep in the playoffs. We're hoping he's a Paul Gasol. We're hoping he's a Scottie Pippen. Like, we're hoping he's a, a James Worthy. He's in that tier now. Like, the all-time or being a, a, a true
0: one, like, that, that, that's gone. Like, I, I feel like he, he got drafted in 2012.
2: Ten years, and if we're still waiting. That, I'm sorry, LeBron did it sooner. So did Kobe. So did Shaq. So did MJ. Like, it's just, it's just not there. No,
0: you know, listen, here's what I would say, Daniel, and thank you for the call. And we could tack this further on the other side because Frank Vogel made an interesting comment, I thought, about Anthony Davis yesterday, and we'll get to that in a second. But I would agree that for the most part the clay is formed there. um, Right, he's not a one. Right. That's what he just said. And I I, I think that that, that, that's just the reality of it. Um, Now, that doesn't mean he can't be an important player on a championship team because, as I mentioned, LeBron's health, Anthony Davis' dominance because of his ability and skill set, those things are 1 and 1A on winning a championship. But there's a difference between being the leader of a championship team and not. Like the guy who called earlier who asked me about, well, Giannis needed a complimentary, you know, complimentary pieces. Yes, but would you equate Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday on the same level as Russell Westbrook and LeBron James? Like, Uh, I wouldn't.
2: No, and, yeah. and by the way, so, Middleton I mean, listen, last night. But he was back. at – What did he miss? Eight straight games due to COVID. Guy comes out yeah. and starts bombing away the first thirty. Seconds. No, he's he a very a good player.
0: Times. He's an all-star caliber player, but he's an all-star, not a star. Like, like, like let's—that's different. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I can't—I can't put Giannis and Anthony Davis on the same level as far as a player is concerned. All right, we'll keep it going. Uh, we'll let you know what Vogel had to say about AD. We'll take more of your calls at 710 ESPN plus. We have a little debate on the show before the show. We're going to let you in on that a little little secret behind the uh
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Laura, are you still uh, breathing fire from that sandwich you had, that uh, Travis and Sliwa uh, uh, Hal and Ray sandwich?
1: Yeah, man, my bad. I know I said that in your ear. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's so burning.
0: Damn, you just had one Are you bite. Serious? No,
1: I had more than one because Brianna started oh. punking me and he's like, you had a baby bite. And then I was like, mm, okay. So then I took a big one and then I was dying and then he's like, just eat the chicken. So then I am trying to take the chicken, the inside, right? The one with no sauce, but not nah, still, it's it's pretty you're
2: bad. You're saying legit 30 minutes later, you're still hurting.
1: Well, yeah, but then I ate like most of it now. It wasn't just that baby bite. Oh, yeah.
0: right. She's putting herself through pain for through peer pressure.
1: Yeah, pretty much. i was going to say,
3: why keep yeah. eating it, man? You guys just yeah. stop and be like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, because he was
1: like, I ate most of it. I was like, oh, man. It's on. Is it all. fresh or was it from earlier today from Travis's was. It was from earlier. It was from oh. earlier. Yeah.
2: Oh. Been sitting around all day?
1: I mean, it was in the kitchen, you oh. know.
2: And yeah. it was, I know. It's a radio station. You yeah. eat what you can get your hands on.
1: I mean, no, I actually wanted to try it. And we both said we were going to try it together. So we did. We went through the pain together.
2: Nice. Yeah. Any sweat behind your ears, running down your neck? No, no,
1: no. Just a lot of salivation and tears and a little bit. He was sweating like a crazy little... Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Anyways, carry on, guys. Carry on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like Kendrick Perkins.
1: Carry the hell on. Carry on. on. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, anywho. Uh, all right. So, Frank Vogel had this to say about, like, uh, AD's thing. Like, he says that AD's not getting calls... And that he's communicating to the league about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And look, AD's not getting calls. There was the you know oop attempt that he should have been, you know, Giannis should have picked up a foul on. I, I'm a, I agree with that. The one instance. And maybe there's an instance or two in every game you can, sure, you could pinpoint or whatever. Here's what I would say, though, um, about AD just kind of in general. And I'd love to hear if the audience disagrees with me on this stuff. But the reality is, AD. I don't feel like... Like, Giannis comes at you like a freight train. Like, totally. he's coming at you initiating contact. Yeah. And I feel like AD is shying away from contact. Like, he's trying to f- like kind of go around you, like, you know, finesse around you, kind of get creative around defenders, as opposed to, like, initiating the contact like Giannis does and forcing the official to make a call. So I don't necessarily think that... Well, I think AD could be getting more calls, sure. I, I, You know, look, that's just the reality of it. But, um, you know, I'm sure every star in the NBA would feel the same way. But like, he's not doing it like Giannis is doing it. He doesn't even not do even it like close. LeBron does it, to not be frank Not even
2: close. You. Not even close. He doesn't seem to lower his shoulder and bully his way to the basket. You know, and, and listen, I applaud Frank Vogel because what you should do is you should always have the back of your players – And so if you put it out there publicly, like, hey, look, he's not getting any calls out there, so what am I doing? I'm complaining to the league office. Well, it's good because the player thinks you've got his back, but come on, let's all face it. It kind of sounds like a bunch of whining, right? I mean, is that really why the Lakers lost this game last night, or was it really because Giannis wanted all the smoke and AD didn't seem like he wanted any part of it, especially on the defensive end? I mean, look. You call the league office and you start vetching to the league office. Hey, my guy's not getting any calls. Okay, great. Well, you think that's going to change things? Hey, listen, refs, make sure the next game give Anthony Davis some calls. Get Frank Vogel to stop calling us and busting our chops about it. You you cover for your guy, but the reality is that kind of sounds like whining. That is not. No, no I, do I, I
0: don't think it sounds like whining. You think it sounds like whining? I do. No, I, do. I don't think. I think he's doing his job there. Like that's what you're supposed to do.
2: Call and complain, my guy's not getting calls.
0: Yeah, that's part of the deal,
2: dude, okay Well, he's doing especially a good job right that. now when the
0: when the official when the officiating and the officials are under scrutiny because of all the rule changes.
2: Well, listen, George, uh, I applaud Frank Vogel. having your players back is a great thing. You should always have that, okay, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, you make that call, but I don't really feel like Anthony Davis not getting calls. Is why the Lakers are not winning these games.
0: No, no, I don't think I agree with you there. I don't think it's the difference between wins and losses necessarily. Um, but you know, look, I, I think it's the it's always smart to you know cater favor with your stars if you're a right. head coach. What I'm like, saying. I don't think you know there's anything wrong with that, like you were saying earlier. But I, I I do think that a lot of that is on Anthony Davis. Like I think we're in agreement mostly, outside of just a very you know small nuanced disagreement.
2: You know, I watched this game last night, and I thought to myself, and maybe you guys think I'm crazy, but I thought to myself, yes, Giannis... I mean, we think you're
0: crazy, but I mean, it doesn't really have anything to do with. Like, That's
2: probably that. true. Which, by the way, there's there's yeah. a one chance I have, I think, George, to win a Mandy Award this year. There's a category called Craziest Host on Seven Ten. Mason yeah. is politicking for it. I'm not gonna politic for it. I'm gonna let nature take its course. But that's my one category. I think. Yeah, but Mason
0: politics for everything. It's why we found out today he's got multiple burner accounts on Twitter.
2: That is true. Look, tell me if I'm way off here, or tell me if you think there's something to what I'm saying. And it goes like this. I thought Giannis looked fast. Up and down the floor, I think he looks fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I think AD looks slow and lumbering. I just don't see the same speed of the game between those two players.
0: You guys see that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would okay. agree. They play at different speeds. Yes. I, I don't I don't think that that's inaccurate.
2: Okay, good. I just want to make sure that – because sometimes at night, George, I'm not seeing things as well as I used to. So maybe right, I yeah. was thinking last night, maybe I need some glasses because Anthony Davis looks slow and Giannis looks fast.
0: Speaking of things you're seeing, so you were telling us a story before the show that your daughter bought a pair of shoes, right? Yeah, a pair of, a yeah. pair of sneakers, right? That's
2: right. Yeah. So my 15-year-old daughter is playing high school basketball for the first time, Okay. And uh, she said to me, dad, I need basketball shoes. So she went to the mall with her older sister and she comes back with these shoes and she goes, dad, how dope are these shoes? And George, I'll tell you honestly, they were pretty dope. I got to admit, really cool. Like a nice color purple. They're very nice shoes. Well, I see. Which, which Kyrie's were they? I couldn't tell you which Kyrie's they were, but she winds up telling you and find
3: out. Okay, Mm -hmm. I will.
2: Well, here, but let me tell you what happened. So she says to me, she goes, Dad, these are the Kyries. And I said, oh, I don't like those. And she said, what do you mean you don't like them? And I said, well, I don't like Kyrie Irving. She said, well, why not? I said, well, do you know who Kyrie Irving is? And she said, I mean, he's a basketball player. I go, yeah, but here's a couple of things about Kyrie. He's a bad teammate. She goes, well, what do you mean, Dad? I said, look, in the NBA, he can't play for the Brooklyn Nets, because in Brooklyn, you can't go indoors if you're not vaccinated. And as a result, his team said to him, we don't need you half the time. We need you full time. So they told him he can't play for the team even when they go out on the road. He can't play for them. I said, and it's, it's not even the vaccine issue because I actually respect the fact that he didn't just go take the shot for his money. I can respect that even though I disagree with it. I said, but look, he's a bad teammate. Well, he was a bad
0: teammate before the vaccination.
2: All true. So I said to him, I go, I don't want you wearing Kyrie Irving's name on your shoes. Now, it's your choice. You got him. But he doesn't want to take the vaccination. He can't play with his team. He's a bad teammate. I don't particularly like the whole attitude. So I would prefer you not to wear the Kyries.
0: Okay. Now, I, I I am not a sneakerhead. Um, the I I generally only buy Jordans. Okay, so like if I'm gonna buy sneakers, like I'm gonna buy Jordans, um, and it's mostly for fashion, not to actually play. Uh, yeah, occasionally I'll buy. I you know what I used to always you know what shoes I loved playing in In Kobe's. I felt like Kobe's were the most. Mm-hmm. First of all, they were super fashionable and also really comfortable. So when I play, and I don't play anymore, um, I would play in Kobe's. But uh, I I only generally buy Jordans now because I don't play anymore because I'm 44 years old and it's really stupid to try to get hurt and play with 25 year old kids playing basketball. Just it's happened too many times. It's not happening to me anymore. So, um, but I'm with you. I think Kyrie shoes are the nicest looking shoes. But it, this way before this, I've never bought a pair just because of all the issues, the rub he's had with LeBron in Cleveland, the issues he had in Boston, you know, where literally, you know, it was, he would go a month, he went a month without talking to anyone, including those kids who went to the conference finals without him. Like, I just never been a huge fan of Kyrie while I respect his game immensely. So because of that, I, even though I do think he might have the nicest shoes outside of the Kobe brand of shoes, um, I, I I just never chose to buy them because I just like to you, like – I, you know, not a great teammate. So I, I'm just, I don't feel like I, I would want to support that. Maybe I'm wrong because Laura and Lindsay were like, we're idiots, basically, is what you were saying. I,
1: okay, so here's my thing. I, I, I love his shoes. I actually own a few pairs, and right now I've been rocking the SpongeBob's. But my thing is, when you guys put it in that perspective, I was like, damn. It, it kind of made me think about everything, right? You put it in a bigger perspective because I talked about like I would never buy anything that Kanye has done or y'all know I hate the Kardashians so like I wouldn't support their brand right and I'm over here yeah doing I don't with buy because of that
2: either
3: I you know what I mean so I'm
1: like <sighs> so you guys you guys <laughs> well, tugged a
3: string at my heart well, here
2: but let me tell you this
3: so, I think so, I think I have a different perspective though because Okay. I will always love Kyrie because I, I have 17 pairs of Kyries, I counted them earlier, and I love his shoes, he does make the best, he does. like they're the nicest looking shoes, mm, the Kyrie 3s are. Yeah. are like the best shoes ever made, but anyway, I mean, I, I love Kyrie, and even though he's a bad teammate now and everything that's going on, I'm always going to love Kyrie because he won the NBA Finals Game 7 for us with that shot, so, you know.
2: I understand I your emotional him. connection yeah, to Kyrie. I don't have that sort that of emotional
3: connection. Bigger. Right.
2: And and I hate what he stands for. And it's not even the vaccine. Take it away. Forget vaccine for a minute. Okay? No, prior
0: to that, I gave right. you a laundry list of things. Right. His issues with LeBron, his he, right? issues in Boston. Right? He's like, a terrible
2: yeah. teammate. He's a selfish yeah. teammate. And so for me, what I said to my 15-year-old daughter is, I don't want you wearing the Kyries. Now, it's your choice. So you know what we did, George? I'm going to tell you right now. We went but. back to the mall. We returned yeah. the Kyries, and we yeah. got oh, the geez. brand new. No, wait, say again, Linz? I said, oh, geez. You made her okay, take see, him
1: back. What did you get? Wait,
2: wait, wait. I didn't make her take them back. I asked her, do you want to keep them? It's your choice. I personally don't want you wearing the Kyries. I think he's a bad teammate. I don't like the guy. I don't want to spend money. I don't want his name on your feet. She said, yes, let's take them back. Maybe I was a little persuasive. We got the new Zions, okay? So let me tell you, this is not putting them back in a box and sending them back via Amazon. This is actually getting in your car, going to the mall, and having to do this. And by the way, when I got the brand-new Zions, brought them home, she put them on, she's like, they're too small, same size, too small. Had to go back to the mall third time so I could exchange the Zions to get the bigger Zions. And then she went to practice, and you know what one of her teammates told her? Those shoes are so dope, you've just outshoed me because the new Zions go. are that cool.
0: I haven't seen the new
2: Zions. I haven't but, either. All right, let, let's,
0: we have people on hold who want to talk about Anthony Davis and the Lakers. We'll do that. I'd love to get parents in on this debate, you know, on, on the shoe thing uh, as well, if you want, it, eight seven 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 ten espn We got Radio Tinder, but we'll do some of that as well on the other side, so stick around.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why?
3: All right, Liz, what do you got? All right, guys, so now that Daniel Craig has retired from his role as James Bond, rumors have been swirling around who the next Bond is going to be. And there's one surprising guy who has kind of put his hat in the ring, The Rock. In a recent interview with Esquire, The Rock said, quote, My grandfather was a Bond villain, and you only lived twice with Sean Connery. That was very, very cool. I would like to follow in his footsteps and be the next Bond. I don't want to be a villain. Got to be Bond. Do you guys think that the 6'5", 260-pound Rock would make a good James Bond? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano.
0: Um, I'm swiping left on this one. Listen, I know The Rock has done a lot of great things, and I love him. Like, there's not – there's really anything I feel like – there's not anything he's done that I haven't at least had some faint interest in. I just think that at some point, you you know, he's done almost every role, right? Like, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He does the most work. Um, and and I love his grind. But at some point, you have to kind of, like, understand what you're good at and what you're not good at. Now, granted, the the series has become super action-packed because of Daniel Craig and all that stuff, so he could pull that part off. I just feel like, you know, the whole British accent thing is uh, the part he'd be missing.
2: <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part. I'm yeah. also swiping left. And I I feel the same way. I love Dwayne Johnson. I loved him as a wrestler. I love him as an action-adventure hero. I love him as a social media influencer. Man, I'd even drink his tequila. I love The Rock. But I got to say, bro, you're not James Bond. And one thing about The Rock, you know, he takes his shirt off as James Bond. I'm going to see every tattoo that he's got, and I'm going to be like, that's The Rock. That's not James Bond. Like He's not typecast. He's just The Rock. So I'm out on The Rock as James Bond as much as I love him. Dwayne, if you're listening this afternoon, so much love for you, bro. But forget forget about Bond.
3: I love him, and I think he could do it if he wanted to because he's The Rock, and he would own it and make it his, and it would be awesome. Because he's the rock. He could be president. He could be James Bond. He could be whatever he wants because he's amazing. No, the,
0: the British accent part is a big problem, I feel like. Yeah. I, 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 don't need I don't need him faking a British accent. Like, let's not do that. Okay. All right. No. Fair All right. enough. Next. What,
3: what's next? <laughs> All right. So Chrissy Teigen is facing criticism online after throwing a lavish squid game themed party. On Monday, the 35-year-old shared a set of photos from the party with her more than 35 million Instagram followers. She wrote, where do I even begin? What an absolutely epic night. My dream came true of watching my friends fight to the death. Uh, While a lot of people were impressed by the costumes and accuracy of the themed decor, food, and party favors, others found it ironic and tone deaf that a squid game party was thrown by someone so well off. Do you guys have a problem with Chrissy Teigen throwing a squid game themed party? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap?
2: I'm going to swipe right. I don't really have a problem with her doing it. I understand what people are trying to say. Uh, She's a famous person. She's probably got a lot of money. And, you know, Squid Game, for those of you that have watched, you know the story for those of you that don't. It's just about, you know, people who are desperate and in debt, and they'll do anything to try and clear that. And so for somebody rich and famous to have a party about people who are desperate and broke, now we're starting to get too deep into the party. It's It's a party with a theme. That's it. If you had a 70s party where people are wearing afros and bell bottoms, you'd be like, that's no big deal. But because it's Squid Game, people look too deep into this stuff. So for me, I'm swiping right. I don't have a problem with it, although I do think it's a dumb theme for a party.
0: Uh, I mean, listen, I don't know. Like, What is the specific question you asked about it?
3: If you have a problem with her throwing a Squid Game-themed party.
0: I mean, no, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's her party. She can do whatever the hell she wants. I mean, it's not a party I would throw. So, I mean... I, I guess I'll swipe right because I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't. it Wouldn't be something I. Do, do you think it? So.
3: Do you think it's in poor taste? Uh,
2: I, I don't because you're you, for for it to be in poor taste. You have to look so deep into. She's rich. She's famous. The storyline is about people who are desperate and broke. How dare
0: somebody rich do, and famous? I know. That's
2: well,
3: what people that's what do. they look. People I, yeah,
0: but things. I, 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 you, I also, Vince. I also think here's what I would do. Um, you. This is a separate tangent. I think people live too much online. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I mean that for people who are both criticizing um and also the people who are getting criticized. How about just, I don't know, live your life and not have to post everything about it and you won't get deal with some of these issues.
3: Well, that's a good point. that would make things yeah. better for everybody, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, not everything needs to be uh, you know, broadcasted out to the world, you know?
3: The world just, would be a better that's place. That's just
0: me i don't know i mean you know i'm also talking to uh you know i do a show with uh, scott kaplan who literally tweets every five seconds so there's that
2: <laughs> i tweet a lot i instagram a lot you guys don't know this but i facebook some stuff uh, you guys also probably don't yeah. know this i i'm pretty active on linkedin as well and i'm trying to start <laughs> LinkedIn. Uh, yeah somebody yeah. sent
0: me a linkedin link i don't <laughs> even have that you don't like, have I'm LinkedIn? Like, what what is this like
1: really you don't have linkedin no, nah, great bro. networking tool. It is Sedano. a good networking tool. It is. I but I had it,
0: I think, at there. the beginning, but I got rid of that stuff a long time ago.
2: No, I use LinkedIn for like real business, not like yeah. jerking around on Instagram, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next, Lynn?
3: <laughs> okay. Max Scherzer. He came up short in his quest to win the fourth Cy Young Award of his career, finishing third in a close three-way race for the 2021 National League honor, which went to Brewers Corbin Burns. Burns prevailed over Philadelphia Phillies ace Zach Wheeler and, of course, Scherzer. Burns received 12 first-place votes. Uh, Wheeler also received 12 first-place votes, but finished 10 points behind uh, behind Burns. And then Scherzer had only six first-placed votes, uh, and he finished with 113 points. I thought that it was going to be a lot closer than that. Do you guys think that Max Scherzer got snubbed at all? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap?
2: I'm going to swipe left and say, no, I do not think Max Scherzer was snubbed. Um, Listen, I'm not the kind of baseball fan that follows like every team and every player. And so, you know, I'm not one of these people that really even loves these postseason awards. I don't get all wrapped up and caught in caught up in it. I know like today, for example, I'm getting hit up a lot on Twitter by Padres fans who think that Fernando Tatis was job because he didn't win the MVP and Bryce Harper did. I don't get into these postseason awards the way other people do, but when you look at the numbers, Max Scherzer had a great year, but this guy in Milwaukee actually had a better year. And so I just – I don't really get myself all caught up in these things, and so I'm not really overly offended that Scherzer didn't win.
0: Uh, I mean, honestly, I would make the case that Walker Buehler probably should have won too. Like, I I don't know. I I feel like – the Dodgers getting snubbed was kind of weird. So I'm going to swipe left, I guess, on that. Is that what I'm doing?
3: Yeah. I mean, you don't yeah. think he got snubbed, but, you know. I feel like you're right. The Dodgers, everyone's got, like, this thing against the Dodgers this year.
0: Yeah. By the way, Steve Maybe. Hawkins uh, just tweeted me um, about uh, the bond conversation. Uh, thank you, Steve, mm-hmm. for tweeting. Uh, says, Pierce Brosnan did not use an accent. Um, that's because he's got a nat- natural Irish accent because, you know, he's Irish. <laughs> just because he doesn't sound like conor mcgregor doesn't mean he doesn't have an accent you know what i mean like
3: <laughs> oh your wife is in my dms <laughs> yeah it's conor conor mcgregor line sorry sorry yes all right. We have no uh, Conor McGregor, one by one? the way,
0: got really upset with uh, me and Chael. Well, mostly with Chael, not with me. I just asked the question uh, on our uh, ESPN Plus show this week when Chael said that he looks like a rich weirdo stalking uh, uh, Max Holloway <laughs> on his TV. On that, he did vi- look that weird. Video He deleted, tweeted, and deleted. Yeah,
2: it was such a He's stupid a video. Guy.
0: They so got stupid. they got into it on Twitter. It was actually pretty hilarious. Uh, I like Chael.
2: We should,
3: we should bring him on the show one. every now and again. Yeah, should, I like
0: yeah. him too. Maybe I, when there's Conor another big fight,
3: we'll do it. Yeah, Conor McGregor yeah. when that whole thing happened, uh, and he said your wife he's in me DMs. That was great. He just talked yeah. so much crap. It's just ridiculous. Uh,
0: yeah. Speaking of talking crap, we forgot to mention that it's Lakers ticket Thursday. So what we're going to do in the next segment. Okay, uh, we're going to give away Lakers Kings tickets for Friday, November twenty sixth. Make sure you're listening in the next segment. We're going to do that. Um, we're going to ask you a qu- we're going to ask a quick trivia question. You get that. You win the tickets. It's that simple. So get online right now at eight seven 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 ten 877-710-3776. 3776 right, we're back in three and a half minutes. But- yeah, yeah. All right, Laura's getting the calls for Lakers Ticket Thursday. We'll do that in a second. And then I will bust out a trivia question from something we talked about earlier today in the show. Again, you got to listen to the show to win these things. Like, that's just the reality of how this stuff works on the show, if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, so real quick, let's talk some Raiders before we get to the calls here as Laura lines them up to – for Lakers ticket Thursday, uh, Derek Carr has said that the uh, Raiders' <sighs> issues are correctable. Cap. Now, I I don't know if they're correctable or not. I mean, they they don't they they've been making a lot of mistakes. They they look like they've come back down to earth. I mean, we we're sitting here talking about Derek Carr as like this like MVP candidate like four weeks ago, and uh, now he looks fairly pedestrian. Um, and I think that this is the issue with him. He has stretches where he looks fantastic. And then there are stretches where you're like, mm. I mean, he's just like average to above average.
2: When Derek Carr says that the Raiders issues are correctable. Um, I would have to say to Derek Carr, as positive of a guy as he is, as loving as a guy, as he has been this year. I mean, when John Gruden resigned, he talked about how much he still loves Gruden and he still loves his family. And he made a mistake. And it was, it was a very sweet, Sentiment that he shared Uh, When Henry Ruggs got into that Terrible tragic car accident He didn't abandon the guy He said hey we still have love for him And I, I can really appreciate that about Derek Carr But here's the reality The Raiders have gone through A mess this year with their coach And with a first round draft choice And by the way there was a second first round draft choice That they had to let go Because he was brandishing a gun And he was threatening people Those problems George Those are not correctable the things in football on the field when you study film and then you go out to the practice field, they may be correctable, but what's happened to the organization is it is, it is just spiraling downward right now. And when you look at their last loss to the Chiefs, 41-14, you may correct some things, but are you going to beat the Chiefs? Because all of a sudden the Chiefs look like they're back, just like the New England Patriots who are playing right now and they have a 3 nothing lead over Atlanta with five minutes to go in the first quarter. They look like they're back, but the Raiders look like they're just spiraling. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't think the Raiders will do anything this year. I think they'd be yeah. really lucky if they, if they end with a winning record at 9-8. and eight.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that, too. Like I just think at this stage that uh, they don't look like the same team we saw. So many things have happened to them. The division is getting better. The Chiefs are starting to become more... Um, more buoyant, right? Like they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're all of a sudden kind of getting their rhythm. Patrick Mahomes coming off his best game of the season. Their defense had already started to play much better. Um, Yeah. I I just think they're going to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. And that includes the chargers and the Raiders and Broncos to be frank
2: with you. Big time. I mean, listen, I, I think the chiefs and I, a few weeks ago, I was thinking the chiefs are not the chiefs anymore and they're done. Well, the chiefs have now elevated to six and four. They're leading in the division The Raiders look like they're going to crash and burn, and I don't know why anybody would buy into the Chargers because, you know, the Chargers are completely inconsistent. By the way, Chargers Sunday night against the Steelers, oh, Yins are going to love it. George, you know I got a lot of Pittsburgh DNA inside this body right here. When the terrible towels from the Pittsburgh Steelers and Yins are going to come down to SoFi Stadium and that. That's the way Pittsburghers talk, George. Um, Let me tell you something. You think you've seen it with the Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, Cleveland Browns? You ain't seen nothing yet. Not the New England Patriots. Wait till you see Sunday night when the Stiller fans take over SoFi Stadium.
0: Oh no, that is a big thing. Yeah, they travel really well. I don't think there's any question about that. Anyone who's watched them knows that. Like they, 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 they. I, would you say they travel better than anyone? Maybe
2: I would say the Steelers. Maybe the Packer Packers. fans. Yeah. You know, I mean, they are certainly up there and it's not just that they travel well, but there are so many people that grew up here in L.A. that grew up as Steeler fans because way back in the day, you know, when they were little kids and the Steelers were winning Super Bowls, those teams, you know, became part of people's lives. And so there are Steeler fans everywhere. So there'll be people coming from Pittsburgh, but I'll assure you that there are lots and lots and lots of Steeler fans in L.A.
0: Oh, I don't think there's any question for sure. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of fans in LA. All
2: right, so it's time for Lakers
0: tickets Thursday. So we got people on hold. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We were talking earlier about um, the Lakers, and we were talking about how there was a specific analyst on ESPN, an NBA analyst on ESPN today, that made mention that – I want to make sure I get the exact verbiage correct – he said, "Quote: It is disrespectful to Giannis to compare him to Anthony Davis." There was a specific analyst on ESPN today, NBA analyst, former player, uh, who said that. Who said it? Who was the guy that said it? We talked about it earlier at the beginning of the show today. Let's try Andrew Pomona. Andrew, who was the NBA analyst, the former player, who said that today on ESPN television?
2: Kendrick Perkins.
0: No, that is incorrect, but that is a good guess because Kendrick Perkins is on television a lot. Really good. Um, And Kendrick Perkins was on the show that they said that, um, but he did not actually say those words. But that was a very good guess. Uh, Cap, would you agree? I mean, Kendrick Perkins is on a lot.
2: It it is because when you say an ESPN NBA analyst, the first one that comes to mind right now is Perk. Right, he's on a lot. Yeah. Right, so you got to put an X over Perk right now, and now you're going to have to move on to the next one. Yeah.
0: Correct, and and I've I've given you a hint by saying it's a former player, so there's that. Uh, Gilbert in L.A. Gilbert, who was the former NBA player, who is an ESPN NBA analyst, who said, quote, it is disrespectful to Giannis to compare him to Anthony Davis?
1: I'm going to take a guess and say Jay will
2: Another it was not
0: guess. Jay Williams, although another good guess, very I would silent. say. And you can listen to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max each and every morning, 6 to 10, here on this very radio station. That's
2: we because Keyshawn has allowed Max to be on his show. That's right.
0: Correct. Uh, let's go to Christian in the LBC. Christian, who was the former player, current ESPN NBA analyst today on ESPN Television, who said, quote, it is disrespectful to Giannis to compare him to Anthony Davis?
1: Richard Jefferson?
0: That is correct, Christian. Congratulations. You win Lakers Kings tickets for November 26. Congratulations, Christian. What's your last name? Hernandez. Christian Hernandez in the LBC. Congrats, bro. We're going to put you on hold and take care of you, brother, okay?
3: Sounds good. Thank you. You know uh, you George,
2: got, you, you know George, we got some tweets recently from yeah. one of the callers that won Lakers tickets through 710. And the guy sent these pictures of how great the seats were. And he yeah. said to everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to win these tickets. He's like, I hadn't been to a Lakers game in so long, and these are bomb seats, and I can't afford tickets, et cetera, et cetera. And it made me feel so good because I know we got so many people that are listening that love the Lakers, but how often do they really get to go? There's only eighteen to 20,000 people in the arena every time they play. Most of us yeah. are sitting there watching on TV, so... For everybody that wins these tickets, man, enjoy them. Have a great time. Take somebody special. Take pictures, tweet, tag us, the whole thing. It's an awesome thing to give away Laker tickets.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, look, it's still the best, the the event you want to be at in town. I don't think there's any question. There is something special about being at Staples Center, and I know it's not going to be Staples Center anymore on Christmas, uh, which we didn't get a chance to talk. No, I'd about. I'd like to talk
2: about that. I would like to. Jump I mean, into we can that. do
0: that. Let's let's do that on the other side. I also want to ask a question since we did some Lakers stuff there, because um, you and I talked about this before the show. Who do you trust right now on the Lakers roster? Like, and, and forget about the Lakers roster. How, who do you trust the Lakers organization? I'll even include coaches. Um, you know, front office, whatever you want to include. Who do you trust right now? Uh, because there is a real uh, frenzy right now in the way people feel about the Lakers, and I understand it. Eight, and eight, you know, seventh easiest schedule. It's, it's the, you know, it was an opportunity you felt like you should have had a better shot at at being more successful. And you know, they blew a couple games there specifically early on that have made them look like an inferior product compared to what we expected, is what I would say. Uh, all right, so let's do that. Plus, I do want to talk about the arena thing. Let's do that on the other side as well. Stick around. One more hour to go, 710 ESPN, back in three minutes.